the city of 100 Hellos, Brooks, Alberta, Canada. This is the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. Hello everyone, my name is Hanan. Welcome to the Global Village Podcast. And today, before we start, I would like to acknowledge the first day of the Black History Month. And I would also like to read a little message from the province of Alberta that says, Throughout February, we recognize Black History Month. We remember and acknowledge the trailblazers who built their lives here and celebrate the vibrancy, richness, and many achievements of the Black community in this province. Today, our guest is Dessery. Hi, Dessery. Could you please introduce yourself? Thank you. My name is Desiree Kiana. I am the director program at the Association Francophone de Brooks since 2009. The Francophone Association here in Brooks, we are running a children and youth program and um, this is just a way uh, to help newcomers, youth and children, uh, help them on their way for the best integration in the Canadian society okay. and the Brooks community in particular. Are you from Brooks or did you move here? I moved to Brooks since 2005. I moved from Sherbrooke in Quebec and um, I came to Brooks uh, just in 2005 for work. Oh, that's nice. So tell us about your career and what you do in the community. Just do more stuff in this community. Mm -hmm. So as I said, I moved here in 2005 in Brooks and I started my involvement with the Association Francophone de Brooks since that year. So I started as the president Mm -hmm. for two years and uh, after that I started getting involved in the administration and then we started the Children and Youth Integration Program which started in 2009. So since then up to date I am the program director and uh, that's what I'm doing. So the most of things we do in the community, we run an after school program but we always focus especially on the way the newcomer youth can get be very good integrated in the Brooks community. So the integration we have too many aspects of integration, but the more we, we always make sure that the youth or uh, newcomers can get involved in the community, yeah. they can volunteer, they know with the services we have available in the community, and mm-hmm. uh, just make sure they can get involved and give back to the yeah. community where, right. they, where, where they are. And that's very important. Educationally, what path did you take to achieve this career from high school to like what courses you took? Back home in my country, I was a human rights defender. I was working more too much with the, the United Nations. And um, after that, we created an, an organization to protect human rights. Okay. So um, in 1994, uh, when uh, the refugees came from Rwanda, many of those refugees, they came to my country, in the Congo, and um, they came in my region. So my home city, uh, which, was ju- which is still now close to the border of Rwanda, yeah. we saw millions of millions of people coming mm-hmm. to, to the country. So these people, they have millions of needs, struggling with too much problems. Yeah. And um, we had too many killings, in the, too much killings in the, yeah. in the region. So um, as I always say, you know, when a person is in difficulties or when a human being is crying, is a person, so you need to find solutions so that he can get help. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We, we start calling for the international community.
community to know exactly what was what was going on in the region because there was too many too much killings yeah. so um, then we we start working on those and trying to help those who was in need because there was million of people so it was a very 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 tough job at that time and okay. uh, that's how even after about uh, four years I was in the obligation also to leave mm-hmm. my country since then and then uh, as a human rights defender when I arrived in Canada so I arrived in 1999 and when I arrived I didn't just stay home uh, waiting for someone to show me the way but I was just someone who wanted to help right. so that always been my way to do things when I arrive somewhere mm-hmm. I just want to know if there is a way I can help or yeah. how can I get involved in the community where I am so that's how it happened in Quebec. I start with another organization there, which was working with media, which was Cremi. So that organization, I um, started working with them. Um, I was a volunteer for about, uh, about two years. And then I was more busy after that with jobs yeah. and uh, university because there I went to university to, um, for about three years. Mm-hmm. So I was too much busy in Quebec. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so being someone who was already a human rights defender in my country mm-hmm. and after that arriving to Quebec, trying to find the way I can get involved. But I realized that it was not as easy as I was feeling when I arrived in Quebec. And that was even why I, I moved from Quebec because, you know, when you try to get involved or you try to, to find a way you can be someone who can give back the community, you want to make to yeah. make sure you are important to the community and Definitely. you found the door, the doors are closed for you, you have no choice, you need to find another way you can do it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I moved to, to Brooks. And then when I arrived to Brooks, then uh, we started the Association Francophone de Brooks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we can see how much successful is the organization now. Yeah, that's definitely great. Mm-hmm. So moving from Quebec, what are the challenges you faced in Brooks that are different from other communities you've lived in, either Quebec or back home? Honestly, Quebec is a French a French province mm-hmm. where they speak French. Yeah. And I was sure when I moved to Canada that, yeah, that was the best place I should be because I would not have difficulties speaking French as a French speaking, but yeah. it was like it was a mistake for me. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was a mistake because I didn't have those doors open as someone speaking French. Mm-hmm. So I just decided, no, I'm not at the right place. Mm-hmm. Let me find another way, a place I can go where my voice can be heard with other people. Right. And how that's how I arrived here in Brooks. And yeah, this community was not bad. It's a small community, but where you can see people working together, if there is any, any challenges, mm-hmm. people work together so that we can solve it. So that was something which attracted me and which is up to date is telling me to stay in Brooks because mm-hmm. I feel an important person mm-hmm. and... I still have my strength. I can also add my knowledge mm-hmm. or my experience so that we can improve people's life in our community. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And, you know, like Brooks is a very diverse community. In your own opinion, what is the value of having a diverse community? Uh, we just uh, speak about my background. Mm-hmm. So I know that most of our countries in Africa, diversity always been a source of conflict. Right. And... Uh, 
when I compare that diversity in our countries and what we see here in Canada, it's very different mm -hmm. because here diversity, does, it's not a source of conflict, but it's very important mm -hmm. because we, we are di all different. We have different stories. Yeah. We share our stories. We put them together and we, we try to make sure that everyone can benefit from other, another one experience. Yeah. So that's a wonderful. That's nice. And it's very unique how although people are different, they can live together in the community. Exactly. Yeah. So back to the career. Uh, what is one thing you love most about your career since you deal with youth? I like, I like my career too much <laughs> because I worked with children and youth. Mm -hmm. So I know that especially those children and youth, they are newcomers. So those kids, they have several challenges, needs, and they need help. So all my entire life, when I see um, someone in need, I always want to help. Mm -hmm. So I like helping other people. Yeah. So having those kids and uh, youth in this community who I'm sure there was in need and helping them, that's enough for me because um, you know most of people when they arrive in this country, the big things always the information. So most of people, if they don't have the right information, they, it's very difficult for them to function in this society. So the earliest they get the best information, yeah. their life will be improved. I'm there to help them get the right information on the right time mm -hmm. and try to be with them on their way to integrate in our Brooks community. Yeah, and that's the most vulnerable age, so it's good to have someone to guide them. And what advice can you give the youth in regard to starting their career? Okay, that's a very good question. You know, as a parents, when we bring our children here and we come with them in this country, we have a dream. We have a big dream for them. We don't want them to face the same challenges as ourselves or to go through different, very, very, maybe very bad experience went through. So want them, we, we just dream to have a bright future for them. But the big problem we always have, it always, we don't know if exactly our, our children, our youth, they understand that that's exactly what, what as a parents, what, that's what we want. So saying that, we always see more kids, they always maybe forget even why they are here. So uh, I remember at my high school, we was reading one text and um, there was a parent, there was a little story they were telling us, there was a parent and this parent, he has nothing, only his land. And this parent, one day he called his children before the end of his life and he told them, you know, as a parent, I have nothing. I have no cows. I have no goods. I have no money. I have no account. So I am nothing and I have nothing. But okay. you know, I only have the land. So the only thing I can give you is this land. Mm -hmm. If you are able to dig and make sure that this land can give you another opportunity, that's what I like for you guys. Mm -hmm. So it's the same. When we are here, parents, we, we don't have accounts where we have full of money, mm -hmm. we are going to leave to our children, or we are going to give them maybe houses, or I don't know. But the key for success is school. If they stack on their school, they mm -hmm. focus, yes, one day the success can be there. So I think that should be an advice for yeah. those who want to have advice. Yeah. I think that should be a good thing that they can see. Most of them, they always forget about school. Maybe uh, it's like, I remember when, when I have some kids, I have some youth at the Frankfurt Association. When they arrive there, maybe they, they hide their home 
homework, they don't want to show them. Some of them, they don't want to say that they need help because some of them, they think that, oh, when I say that I need help, maybe people will think I'm not that intelligent guy, which is not a good. Everybody needs help in his life. Everybody needs help. And um, when especially you want to focus on your, on your school, you need to make sure that you are able to do your homework on time, yeah. you are able to understand uh, what the teacher is teaching you, you are able to focus on your school. So right. we are not here to lose our time for driving cars on the streets, but mm-hmm. we are here to focus and have the key for our success in the future. That's nice. Yeah. So while dealing with the youth, what are some of the trending challenges that you have encountered and how can the parents, the community, service providers, how can they help curbing those challenges? Yeah, the challenges we have is just the youth themselves. So if they don't understand where they are going, why they are at school, that's a very big problem. Yeah. So they need first, the children and youth themselves, they need to understand first. But the other big challenge we have, especially in this province, mm-hmm. You know, being in a small city, also maybe we we are missing some opportunities. We don't have the same opportunities like uh, big cities, especially for students. But at least I think that the system we have in Alberta is is not working for our newcomer children and youth, for, for especially for youth. Okay. So why is not working, you know? Um, someone just come from a refugee camp uh, in Africa somewhere, and maybe he was, was only uh, grade, maybe grade one, grade two, or grade three, before he, he, he ran from his yeah. village. Mm-hmm. And after that, he arrived here in Canada, he's already 16, 16 yeah. years old, and they just sent him to go to have grade 10. Yeah. So what do you think that kind of, the youth that child we do in that class is it helping or you try to to worse the situation and most of them it can affect them even their mental health so it's yeah. not it's very difficult the system is very difficult for our children and um, i think that changes should be now made yeah. because laws are there yes we have laws we have different policies but policies on laws are made for people so if we found that it's not fitting anymore we must have the changes Okay. And that was, I, th- I think, that the system, the school system, is a time to change the school system in this province, especially here in Alberta. And what gives you motivation? Uh, what gives me motivation is just the, the success. The success I see, I remember some, some kids, we stayed together, the after-school program mm-hmm. at the Frankfurt Association. Yeah. Some of them, I have one of them who is already a principal somewhere. So when I see the result, that motivates me too much. Yeah. Yeah, and especially when I see, I remember one girl who came. Yeah, she was in the same situation as others. She only had a grade four back home, but when she arrives here, uh, they sent her in grade eight, so it was not easy for her. Yeah, but of course. what I appreciate for, from that girl is that she understands the situation, so she was able to ask questions every day so that she can get the help she needs. And I can see that girl today, she's a journalist. So that's uh, when I see those kind of uh, people, when I see the success, that the thing always motivates me too much. Thanks, uh, Desiree. Just wanted to add one question. Uh, As you very well know, domestic violence and domestic dispute from within the newcomers are a little bit higher than the average. What do you think in your own mind we can help in terms of to improve that understanding of the family so that prevents the family issues knowing that newcomers have also trust issues
issue with the police to begin with. So how do you think we can collectively help those families from the newcomer background so they can help their families and stay united and empower them? Yeah, I think that's a very important question, especially in our communities. But personally, always have maybe a different uh, way I see and I read that kind of situations. You know, it's very difficult. They always say that don't blame people, but you can blame maybe the community, you can blame maybe the system, you can blame maybe a big group of people behind them and situations. So, you know, when people arrive here, they have a very bad story sometimes. They have a different situation and you don't know exactly what kind of situation they went through. I don't know if the system we found here is helping those people so that they can be able to, to forget about the, all those situations they went through. For example, someone just come from a refugee camp where he spent maybe 10 years and after 10 years he, he arrives here. We have laws, we have a way the system is organized here which is not the same as the, the where the people are coming from and when they are here the system is trying to to intimidate people or trying to stress people than helping them overcome all those situations they went through. So yes, we, we can speak about uh, those uh, family violences, which is not acceptable, but we need to find a way how to resolve the situation in a human way. Because if we're just thinking about police or I don't know what, I don't know if that can be a solution. The best way to, to resolve the situation is first to try to cure the person about all those situations he went through, but also the time. Because when someone just arrived after three months or four months, he's still in the refugee camp. Even if you think that he flies and he's here in Canada, but he's everything for him still in the refugee camp. So give him the time to learn about Canada, to learn about the new system, to learn about what we have here in Canada so that he can be able to starting little by little uh, following what we have as a life here. So I think everybody has a responsibility in that. Yeah, As a city, what the city can do to help those people. As a police, what the police is doing to help those people. As a community, what together are we doing to help those people. So I think everyone has a responsibility in that. No, that's well said. Thank you very much. Uh, the other one, just follow, to follow up with uh, that question, is the this month is the uh, Black History Month. I'm uh, very proud that to have the first day of the Black History Month, one of the great uh, people that we have known for a long time, Mr. Desiree Kiana, from the Frank Fund. So that's uh, the beginning of the month, and we hope to have more people to enlighten the, the month of Black History Month and the contribution of the black people to a society. Uh, but when we talk about Black History Month, we always discuss about also the problems that uh, minority people face day to day. Uh, one is racism. How do you think in, in your own mind we can overcome racism in society? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough question too. So, you know, you can't, you can't solve a problem if you don't know that the problem exists. Yeah. So we always have more people who don't agree that the, the problem is there, that racism is there. Some people, they think it's, it's just people just trying to dramatize or just making stories. But ourselves as victims, we know exactly what it means. And we know how deep are the problems about when we, when we face racism. 
I remember one day uh, in Quebec, I was working. It, I had a night shift, and I went out. And one day, when I came from out, one guy saw me and he called me. He said, oh, you guy, what are you were, were you outside? I said, yes, I was outside. He told me, oh, you know, I thought it was today was Halloween. Just confused me as a devil somewhere, not a human being. Wow. So, you know, we went too much through different situations. And, you know, that always happened in different communities. So when someone didn't never face those kind of situations, it's very difficult for him to understand what racism means. So speaking about the, the Black History Month, um, that's very good. Uh, it's very good that we celebrate that in our communities because, yeah, as black people, we face different situations and very, very bad experiences we face even in our communities ourselves. I know and I can say that, that you know, when someone, another person, when someone needs to, to save especially African families, I know more than people, they always have already some prejudices about African families. And when those kind of people who have already some ideas, bad ideas, some bad prejudices about those families, it's very difficult for them to, to help those families. So how can you help? A, a, a man or a child when you are there you just have already a very bad thinking or stories behind your your mind against that person it's very difficult so i think that uh, yeah it's a it's a time to celebrate but also it's a time to educate people to know exactly why we have we celebrate the Black History Month? Black people went through different stories till the, this humanity started till now. So yeah, let us dedicate people so that they can understand what we went through and what we still went going through up to date. And together we can change the humanity. No, that's that is uh, well said. That does not mean that uh, sometimes when we talk about history and we talk about the suffering of the. Uh, black and brown people, those are facts that daily we face as a community. Uh, but also we don't want it to be seen as people who are stuck with a victimhood because to, to have that mindset of victimhood also is not, it's not acceptable to the society. We are not victims. What we are asking is just respect to work together in a harmony because we need to pull our weight, we need to be accountable for our actions as well. But as you said, education is the most effective way for newcomers, local people, to be educated the value of culture, the value of diversity, the value of humanity. Uh, Africans have a value, Europeans have a value, Asians have values, Latinos have values, South, South Americans have values. So how can we combine together collective vision moving forward is the most way that human race can survive togetherness to build a vibrant community not only in Brooks but also in other parts of this great province. That's, that's why um, at, at the Association Francophone de Brooks we have uh, we run um, an anti-racism program and um, this uh, anti-racism program always focus on what kind of message can we send to the community. So yes, as you said, we are not there to just to, to, to cry as victims, but it's very important that we, we bring positive messages to help other people so that together we can work together to make sure that uh, we improve people's life in our community. 
No, thank you very much. Uh, do you have anybody particular that you think that uh, has done a great achievement in, uh, in this Black History Month that you can think of? I can think about Mr. Ahmed Kasim. <laughs> I know how, many, how much time he worked for the, the Brooks community since I'm here. I know him. And he's someone who did a very good, done a very good job up to date. So why don't we celebrate your achievement in this community? Yeah, no, that's very nice of you. Thank you very much, uh, Desiree. And by the way, uh, we have not paid anything to Desiree to say that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a collective, uh, Desiree. Uh, we have a great people, yourself, um, Mr. Mohammed Idris. We have a great people that uh, in our community, Jonathan, we have other people that I can't think of top of my head, but we have a great people that uh, have done a lot of good uh, good contribution to the society, and that's that's the way the community will move on. Uh, Dr. Kadima, Eben, you have a lot of uh, good good people. I would add that uh, group, uh, Jordan from McDonald, even though he's uh, Caucasian, but uh, he's a lot of contribution that he has made to the community as well as others that uh, local people that has done a lot of contribution to the society as a community. But thank you very much. I will let Hanan to continue this uh, the other program. The next question would be, what is one piece of advice you would tell your younger self that might be able to help the youth today? Uh, it's just a way to show them right away. You know, when you have an experience, it's always been very good to share your experience with others. And uh, for youth people or newcomers here in, this, in the community, it's better to, to not to stay at home. But just come out, go and try to find other, other people, try to share with them your stories and show your potential to, the, to, to other people so that together uh, you can start opening the doors for yourself because, you know, uh, we are not there just uh, to, to stay home, but we have a very, very bright future we need to, and want to, everybody to have. So we need to make sure that, yeah, everybody has the key for the success. So mm-hmm. having those key for success, it's not an easy job, but it's a, it's a process and everyone needs to, to start, to have a good start for that process. So as a young person, it's a very good and very important that you found the, the right way to start. Yeah, That's great. So for the last and fun question, what is your favorite song from your culture? Oh, my favorite song is Adieu. Adieu is a, a song from Inos B. Inos yeah. B is a young guy from my city town in Goma in Democratic Republic of Congo. He started music when he was too young. He was uh, at around uh, nine, nine years old when he started music. He started winning winning some, some trophy uh, or some prize because he was singing very good. Mm-hmm. Now he has been a, a star. Okay. The world star. He, yeah. he had different concerts all over the world, in US, in Europe, everywhere. He had different concerts, and wow. they always call him to, to sing and uh, to show his talent. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. Well, I want to take this chance to thank you for joining us today and for the informative episode you've given us. Thank you so much for coming thank out today. Thank you very much. This has been the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. For more information, go to globalvillagecenter.ca. Je ne m'attendais pas à ma chérie. Na ganya kananga, mais l'ilona 
poli Mote mananga Obakina boucheri Popakata kata Sonwe kanga Aminga nanzo Te si senga Makila epuyeke nango Mawa Batoto tonga kibizo Mi baledi indi na mai Moto zala ki ubinga Bebe ubwa keli soi Ala goni Utikinga nanzo Senyo De m'aimer jusqu'à la fin du monde. Au salima, bébé, au zondimate. Et le coupé, mais ton bokina kangi motema. Il fallait na zomba, tali pananga bacha mateka. Bolingue ke vacances. N'a combien perdre patience. Sentiment écouté, mais n'opposé. J'suis prêt à passer à autre chose. Sina linga kyobala Komiene mia mote ma Jeri poli mwa vinanga Nazale liyo matanga Adye, adye Adye kende orenye Adye, adye Adye kende orenye La 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 Sokina simbiolela Nakuma ki pasta Naba master Nangaba oseka Tout ce que tu m'disais J'ai compris que c'est faux Tu m'as menti Jusqu'à manquer le mot On cotise n'a comment On suit tout que tu oxygènes Bolingo n'a yo cruel Au cola n'a film d'horreur Bolingo kende zonga n'a bo Bolingo nona betiango sabo Bolingo kende zonga gana bo Bolingo nona betiango sabo Batototonga kibizo mi baledi indi na mai Moto zala ki ubinga bebe ubwa keli soi Elok kwa peme tobo kina kange motema Ifale na zomba talipa nanga bacha mateka Bolingo ike vakanse Patience, sentiment écouté mais opposé. J'suis prêt à passer à autre chose. Moi si na linga kyo bala, combien de mi amote ma chérie bolingo vina ngana zaleli o matanga adieu 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 kende o.